Hello and welcome to the ESP Tipcast, episode 113. Don't believe the hype. Hey folks, it is now the end of January and we are looking forward to February and really hoping it warms up. But in the meantime, this is the perfect time of the year to get drawn in to a lot of hype out there. And uh, I was looking at a recent article from VeloNews, and yes, I still read VeloNews, uh, particularly the website, and in this particular case, it was from their training center, and I have to say, for the most part, I've actually found that um, you know a lot of the podcasts they put out are actually pretty good, but this last one was a little bit off the deep end and they were really talking about kind of how many base miles do you need and they've been kind of on this whole long spiel about uh you know training and in low intensity in zone two and there is some basis for that and i don't want to get back into the whole zone debate uh but in general research from steven seiler uh, and he is I, actually, I think, in Norway or Denmark. Um, and he's been looking a lot at this idea of periodization. I've been trying to get Stephen on the show uh, to talk about this. But his, his idea is that, you know, first and foremost, elite athletes, they all follow the same pattern. And we've kind of known this for a while. If you look at just the, you know, the heart rate breakdown, the vast majority of training that elite athletes do is low intensity training. Um, if we look at how much high intensity training, particularly that, that really high intensity training, they're getting about maybe 10% of their training volume there. And then about 80%, maybe 70% in that low intensity range. Not surprisingly, you probably figured out that that corresponds well to this whole polarized training model where you spend most of your time at low intensity, uh, a little bit of time at high intensity, and not a whole lot in between. Now, that's really kind of put uh, a, a nail in the coffin, so to speak, of a lot of the the threshold training sweet spot stuff. And I know that there are a lot of coaches out there that, that still ascribe to that. And uh, again, that in and of itself is kind of a you know a muddy area i think the the bottom line here with training volume is that yes you want to try to spend a good bulk of your time at lower intensities and there are a lot of reasons for that i think just general endurance wise it's a good idea uh from an overtraining standpoint i think it's a good idea to 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 try to not get too much intensity however we really get into this debate of all right, well, those are elite athletes. I'm, you know, kind of a, a you know, a masters or age grouper. Uh, I don't have a lot of time to train. Where do I get the most bang for my buck? And when I actually go back and I look at my own training, and anybody that's listening to this podcast, you know that I'm a huge proponent of high-intensity interval training. When I go back and actually look at my training, even when I'm doing a lot of interval training, Throughout the entire year, the bulk of my training is low intensity, okay? And I'm still coming out at about 70%. I am somebody who typically does not train more than nine hours a week, okay? So I guess from from that aspect, my tip is you want to make sure that you get the quality in, 
Okay, if you do not have a lot of time to train, you only have five, six, maybe seven hours, you definitely want to get in the quality training. You want to do your interval training, and I'll explain why in a minute. Um, but you also don't want to do just interval training. And I think this is kind of the common sense approach. If you think that you're going to do intervals uh, two days a week or three days a week for six months out of the year, you're going to find that you're going to stagnate and your, your performance is not going to improve that much. It's really that balancing act that I've talked about over the years about, you know, you're going to do a period of, uh, of high intensity training, particularly in the winter time. Again, this this gets kind of poo-pooed, uh, you know, in the mainstream a lot, you know, wintertime, base miles. But let's face it, uh, I, I live in Virginia, and right now it's freezing cold. I'm not going outside. I'm going to get in some, some good quality, particularly during the week. And then I might only ride may, maybe one other time that week, but it's going to tend to be lower intensity. Okay, so you definitely want to balance out your training. Uh, but I think where we can learn from elite athletes is that if you have extra training time, let's say that you've got an additional five or six hours that you can work with maybe a few weeks out of the year, it really makes sense to add in more low intensity training, more higher volume training, because that is really what's going to help to push your performance. And I think that's really where it comes um, into play with elite athletes is that there are lots of reasons why they're elite athletes. Um, and one of the reasons is that they can really uh, maintain a really huge training volume. But again, they're not going to be able to ma ma maintain 30 hours a week of interval training. The other thing I want to make note of on, on, um, on the training front is if I go back to that Vellum News article, they really kind of start to to mix in research, uh, and and they bring in some experts' opinion. Uh, you know, one of them that 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 they brought in was John Hawley, definitely a world leading expert, exercise physiologist, knows his stuff. But I think what they did is they took some of what he said out of context, and in their interview, they 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 talk about well, you know. Uh, he recommends that you'd get in at least one three-hour ride every 10 days because the research shows that you can't improve your, your, your MCT and your plasma volume on two hours of training. Now, they don't really go into what MCT is, um, and I'm not going to go into it a lot here. Just suffice it to say it is one marker of endurance among many. The other thing is uh, the plasma volume thing I think is complete bullshit. Uh, if you want to improve your plasma volume, and, and that relates to your ability to thermoregulate in the heat, if you want to improve your plasma volume, the best way to do that is to spend 7 to 10 days training in a hot environment. And you can do that right in your living room or your garage or wherever you train. You basically crank up the heat. You might still use a fan, but you're going to increase the heat or you're going to go someplace where it's really hot. In 7 to 10 days, your plasma volume is going to go up about 15%. That's what the research shows. So this whole idea that I got to go out for long volume training makes no sense. Okay, there are more efficient ways to improve plasma volume, and realistically, plasma volume is is really low on the totem pole for improvement and endurance. And really, MCT is in a lot of ways too. The main thing that we're trying to improve is 
uh, or, or increase is mitochondrial production, okay? The mitochondria, if you remember from high school, is the powerhouse of the cell. How do you increase those? Well, you can do a lot of long endurance training, and, and that'll increase them. But again, the research here is pretty goddamn clear. Uh, if you look at high intensity interval training, and I don't want to get on like this, the, this, you know, the soapbox again, but if you want to increase your mitochondrial density, you want to improve your performance, high intensity interval training is where it's at. Again, I'm not saying you just spend all your time doing interval training, but the fact is, is that the most efficient way to increase power output, improve lactate threshold, increase mitochondria, increase other endurance-related enzymes is interval training. So do your intervals. If you have extra time to train, put the time in and do longer miles. And definitely, if you can work in a longer ride every couple of weeks, I definitely think it's going to help, uh, but it's not going to be the magic bullet. Hey folks, that is TipCast 113. We're rounding out January and we're looking forward to a great new year. Remember, if you have any questions, you can email me at esppodcast at gmail.com. You can also head on over to the website. I hope to be updating the website uh, probably in February, but you can head on over there, www.espanswers.com. And you can like us on Facebook at ESP Podcast, or you can follow us on Twitter at ESP Podcast. Remember, folks, if you're not thinking ahead, you're falling behind. Later. I started floating but was grounded for